everyone. This is Lita. Thank you so much for tuning into the American Ninja Warrior podcast. I wanted to do a quick note before we get into the episode. Uh, there have been a series of allegations against Drew Dreschel. Uh, from American Ninja Warrior, and I just want to make everyone aware of our position on the situation. We are not afraid to say that we as people and as podcasters completely believe the victims and condemn the actions of Drew Dreschel. There is an overwhelming amount of evidence, but even if there wasn't, we would believe this woman. We fully support any efforts to excommunicate him from the Ninja podcast. We are sorry for any praise that we have given him in the past before we knew about these allegations. It really does put a whole damper on the season. And I know for us, it's been personally something that uh, has really been a struggle in getting us to get excited about American Ninja Warrior. But all of that said, I really encourage everyone to continue to support the ninjas who have uh, expressed that they will no longer have a relationship with Drew Dreschel. Uh, this season will not feature him at all. We don't know how that's going to play out, um, but we know that he will not be involved in the season. And we just want everyone, especially the victims and survivors of uh, sexual violence and sexual assault to know that we completely stand with you. We believe you. We support you. And uh, you can always reach out to us if you ever want to talk, need any resources or anything like that. Uh, so thank you so much. And hopefully you enjoy the episode. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? Because they're not that strong This is the American Ninja Warrior Song Hello everyone and welcome back to the American Ninja Warrior Rehap Up Podcast I'm your host Aaron Armstrong and with me today is Lita How you doing Lita? I am doing so great it's been such a wonderful year since the last time we talked to everybody i think we can all say that 2020 has been the best year of all of our lives so far um so i'm really coming in with just like such a positive energy since the last time we recorded yes i mean it's it's been great uh you know that um i can't even i can't even like uh figure out a fake good thing that happened um, there was probably some like random endangered species that maybe is doing better. I would guess. I, I literally have nothing, the, nothing what, in the world good to report. I got a dog. Like the, liz the lizard ninja. He's a person. Hunter something. Gerard. Wow. Collaborative effort. I know my stuff. Okay, sure you do. <laughs> well, we're here to talk about season 12 of American Ninja Warrior. Uh, this is a weird season and uh, it's been schedule schedule stuff has been a little weird. So we're here. We're going to cover the first four episodes, the qualifying rounds of season 12 of American Ninja Warrior. And uh, what's weird about the season is that there's no Mount Midoriyama here. Uh, it's just uh, one big stadium of fun. Yeah. And also it's weird that they're like, these little handpicked teams mm. rather than like getting on because they liked your audition. You get on because you're friends with somebody who American Ninja Warrior likes a lot. Well, so yeah, so let's, let's just like uh, how the season works is that there's, I don't even know how many, like 
50, 100 teams. I, I don't know. Literally could not guess. <laughs> um, a certain number of teams of veteran uh, ninjas who have two people on their team. So it's teams of three. And ostensibly, these these ninjas have chosen their teammates because they're friends with them or whatever. Uh, I fully believe that many people were like, I don't have any ninja friends or uh, the producers were just like, no, not that friend. This friend Mm -hmm. is going to be on your team. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or like somebody was like, I have a bunch of ninja friends. Can you like pick up a couple of my friends because you don't have anybody that you want to be on your team? Like, I'm sure that there was a lot of that going on. And yeah, I'm sure that there was producers like grouping people by sort of a common theme. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes unfortunate themes, I think. Um, yeah. Um, I think that this was especially obvious in like, and we're obviously not going to go like run by run. So I don't feel mm-hmm. bad, like kind of jumping around. But uh, last night's episode, Lance Picus had this woman on his team who her husband also had MS. Um, and like, that makes sense that they would be friends, except that in her like little confessional package, she was like, uh, and then hopefully Lance and I will be friends even after all of this is over or something like yeah. that. And it's like, <laughs> OK, clearly the producers just like introduced you to each other. Yeah. Yeah. The, I was I was surprised they kept that line in because it was such a dead giveaway. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's definitely some uh, some producer matchmaking happening. Yes. So they compete in teams, but the teams don't really have much to do with anything as far as I'm aware. It's still a mostly individual competition here where if you don't qualify, then you don't get through. The only time it really seems to come into play so far, at least, is that the two fastest competitors in each episode will compete on the power tower and the winner of the power tower will uh, save their team. Um, and so even if they have been eliminated that they are going to get to compete in the semifinals or whatever it is um, that because their uh, their teammate, their leader saved them, which is kind of a weird concept, uh, mostly because like what happens if their team doesn't need saving? Um, and then second would be like <laughs> if they save their team, there's like a very good chance that their team is just going to also fail in the semifinals. Yeah, definitely. I It didn't even occur to me, like, what if all three of them... I guess, like, if your team is already, um, like, safe, then probably you're not going to, like, gun it as hard. So you probably wouldn't be in the power tower unless you're someone who's, like, super, naturally just, like, super fast. Um, but I think what we saw happening was that people who weren't necessarily going to go for the fastest time ended up, like, speeding through it because they wanted to save their team. So usually the power tower people were people who were there because they wanted to save their team. So, like, what happens if one person competing in the Power Tower, their team, both of their team members qualified, like, are they going to throw it because they don't want to be jerks? You know? Hmm. Is there, like, money if you win the Power Tower? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. They don't make a big deal of it. They flash 10K on the screen every time someone goes up the Mega Wall, but they don't say anything about money in the Power Tower. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I mean... Listen, if you uh, save your team that's already qualified and the other people don't get to get saved, that's less competition for your team. I guess so. (laughs) Going forward. 
So if you want to just be a huge jerk, I mean, I think we saw some huge jerk behavior on the power tower last night, but on the power tower. Yes. I think that Joe Moravsky not letting his, I mean, stopping the entirely disabled team from being able to advance (laughs) was kind of a dick move. Like, I know he likes his friends or whatever, but like having Parkinson's and being deaf, I think is like warranting of more opportunity than these rando people he brought. This is exactly what I'm talking about, where it's like, I feel like it puts you in a spot where like you, you like you kind of seem like a jerk if you don't throw the competition. If you throw it, then you also are kind of a jerk because uh, like, well, like that's kind of condescending and like that's kind of like why like that's not in the spirit of the, the show to throw it. Um, so it's like I feel like it puts you in a tough spot sometimes. I think it's in the spirit of the well, I don't know. I, I guess to him it was like well, my person is a child who's been waiting for this forever. So like he also deserves to like do this or whatever. I just did not care about that kid. <laughs> I know that's like your thing. You like when they've been waiting forever to be on, but I, I did not care for this kid. I mean, I, I like I thought that I was rooting for uh, for Michael Torres there that um, that, I you know, when um, uh, I don't remember the names of the other two. Um, but Choi. Uh, I, I know his it, Jimmy Choi, maybe Jim, Jimmy Choi. When, when he when he went out and and Torres was like, uh, I'm going to I'm going to get you back in. Uh, I was like, oh, this is why this did is they story. show all of that? <laughs> it was so dramatic. Weird. I thought it was so weird. They set it up like it was going to be definitely Michael Torres. And it didn't play out that way. I thought it was so strange, especially because like who even was Joe Morovsky's other person? I don't even remember. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, to be honest, I don't even remember the kid. The, oh, yeah. He was the one who his dad competed in his place and then went uh, out on the first obstacle. I didn't understand that. In his place? I don't I don't get that. I, I can't begin to explain what was going on six seasons ago or seven seasons ago on American Ninja Warrior, what they were like. I, I thought he was just saying that he was there in the crowd watching his dad compete. I don't know. I didn't get this whole in the place. No, of, it was like, we liked your video so much that we would cast you if you were allowed, but we can't. So we're going to cast your we'll dad. Get you, do, you, do you have a father? <laughs> a do brother? Some, do you have some sort of avatar that can compete in your place? Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think that's a strong move. Like, I am... I would never be able to do American Ninja Warrior, but I'm pretty good at making audition videos. So like maybe I'll just make a stellar audition video and then send somebody to compete for me. So they don't have to bother about getting cast. I guess so. Uh, Well, so they, they do all the, it's it's a regular like city qualifying first half kind of round. And then each episode they do the power tower, they save their teammates, whatever. Uh, Then we get into the semifinals. I imagine this is going to be like city finals. Where they open it up, uh, do the, they do like a full a back half of the course after uh, after the warped wall, um, and then I, then a final power tower. I, I don't I don't know. I didn't, I haven't followed exactly how this is going to work. Yeah, I don't know either. And I assume none of our listeners care that we didn't do any research because <laughs> <laughs> that's not why you listen to this. But um, yeah, I don't know. So there's no stage three. You don't think? You mean like a like a like a final final? Yeah, I don't know, like a stage three into a power tower situation. 
Um, into a power tower. That'd be that'd be interesting. I don't know. I thought it was weird, just generally, to have the mega wall and the power tower in play. I think there's like too many little strategic decisions now to make. I liked when the mega wall you could do three chances, but the money went down every time. Yeah, I thought that was. I like I like the one chance. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know because I think. Going for the mega wall, getting the mega wall and being able to be on the power tower. I don't care for it much. I don't mind it. Like if you're good enough to if you're good enough to um, to win the uh, the money and go to the power tower, like go for it. Yeah, but I don't like Joe Moravsky. <laughs> see, like I like, I don't want to see I don't want to see somebody win like twenty five hundred dollars. Or $5, I, I don't care you know about I mean? seeing anybody win any amount of money except a million dollars. I literally could not care less about any ninja acquiring $10,000. Unless it's like somebody like Ruyori who's like going to give it to rescue dogs. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look up the rules for how this, this season <laughs> works. I saw an article somewhere at one point that, uh, okay, here we go. Uh, top 50 athletes bringing two people um, that uh, they've got a qualifiers, which is a six round, uh, six obstacle course, semifinals, which is a 10 obstacle course, and then finals, which is also a 10 obstacle course. So it's either the same course or a slightly different same course, or it's a completely different course. I doubt it's a completely different course. Um, and then the top eight ninjas will compete in a playoff bracket where they will race head to head on the power tower. The winner takes home $100,000. That's like fine, except that I would rather them compete head to head like Ninja versus Ninja on like a longer course than the Power Tower, which I feel like is not that fun to watch. The Power Tower is rarely interesting. Yeah, because it's like, oh, it's so close. And it's like, yeah, it's always close, but it's just not that fun it's literally i mean the what we've seen so far this season is that it basically always for this particular power tower it comes down to those last little knobs Mm -hmm. um and it's just a matter of the person in front is going to go the safe way and the person behind is going to have to make the play where they just like they don't do a swing on the last one they just try to like do the jump that michael torres tried to do and they're either going to make it and win or they're going to fall and and lose Mm -hmm. yeah it's a lot more fun to see them like literally side by side racing than it is to see them like both scrambling up the same thing. I agree. I don't know if I need to see eight ninjas compete in a playoff bracket. So that's what four power towers, then another two power towers, uh, seven, seven power towers. We're going to do seven power towers in a row. Powers tower. <laughs> That's plural. just so many power towers. It's so many. It's it's gonna be very. Are they boring. all gonna be the same power tower over and over? Okay. <laughs> like to be fair, that does sound ridiculous. But also, we watch a show where people do the same obstacles over and over again, and that's the entire show. It's true. <laughs> so like, but at least they're different people. Usually, <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I don't know. And it's also weird. I guess they'll be seated like the fastest person will be the one slot and they'll compete against the eight seed, which is like the eighth fastest person or like. I I don't know. I don't know how they I guess it must be fastest to complete the finals course. 
fastest eight. I, and then yeah. they'll yeah, probably see it like that or something. Okay. Well, if it's the top eight like fastest, we're gonna see no women on the power tower. Mm. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah, because women are like very much capable of completing finals courses, but they're never in the almost almost well, never. In that's the why I said probably. I I think Jesse, Jesse, Jesse Graf could could easily uh, both Jessies yeah. could easily uh, could easily make it because uh, what I would hope it is this is this would be my hope is that semifinals is like a normal city finals hard to complete but a few people will and then the finals ten obstacle then the other ten obstacle course will be like. An entirely new, super difficult course. Yeah, like only, stage three. Only a couple people complete it, uh, and that really gives. Like, I don't want this whole. Thing, I don't want to be. I want to be a race. That's that's Team Ninja. Team Ninja's a race. Yeah. This is this is Ninja proper. Make the course difficult. Uh, if you're gonna make the final power tower thing a race, you know what? Make the power tower super difficult. Instead of having like these like fun little stairs we get to hop up, uh, how about like uh, some super weird way of having to climb the power tower? And, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. It wouldn't be that hard for them to create a second more difficult power tower. Um, I have a question about the filming of this. Do you know? If this was all filmed in one night or if Zuri just like kept putting on the same outfit to make it seem like that. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine. Yeah, they filmed it. They filmed all the qualifiers in one night. Yeah. Well, I felt like people got real loosey goosey with masks by the end of it. So I wonder if it was just like later in the night. But the first episode, everybody was wearing a mask all the time. And the most recent episode, no one was wearing a mask. Really? I didn't. I didn't. I don't remember anybody wearing a mask. Well, that's because it was four weeks ago. We can't remember anything <laughs> from four weeks ago. I just, I always, like, I noticed the teammates never wear masks. Because I imagine that they've all been quarantined like, together. together. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Matt and Akbar uh, haven't worn masks. Yeah, but people were wearing them. And who, Megan, who were the people? The The teammates were wearing them when they were on the sidelines. Oh, they were? Yeah. Um, And, like... I don't know. You definitely saw people on the sidelines wearing masks sometimes. And Megan was wearing one last night when she found out that she qualified. Um, she was wearing one. So like mm. you did see it, but it just seemed like it sort of petered out <laughs> at a certain point. Well, so one of the major things I noticed, and I don't know, I don't know the answer to this or like what the details are, but um, I really feel like that they are not watching. That they like, like I feel like the the other competing ninjas are not watching the other ninjas compete. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that does make sense. Because because why would like why would they have them in there to watch when it's just a hazard? Like keep right. them all separated or whatever. Um, and I feel like that's made a huge impact on the runs we see. Yeah, cause because you can't learn from the people before you. Exactly, because we're seeing. People make the same mistakes over and over, similar mistakes over and over that like normally you would only see the first couple of people do that. And then, you know, the experienced ninjas who get to go last watch those people um, and then they know exactly what to do when they get on the course. We're seeing like experienced ninjas make rookie seeming mistakes um, and that we've seen plenty of other people 
make those mistakes and we've seen people not make those mistakes do it the right way mm-hmm. um and uh, and it's interesting that like i i think that's that's i mean we've talked about that before as an advantage that uh, that like you know people who go later have but i really feel like it's even more of an advantage than than i've previously given it credit for yeah, this definitely makes it more fair, even if it made it so that there was that one episode where, like, everybody went out on the same obstacle that was early in the course. Um, but it does make it more fair. Um, I hadn't really noticed that until um, the MLB player, um, he, like, literally on that, like, part of the obstacle where you, like, grab all the the sideways, I think is yeah. the name of the obstacle. Um on the sliding part where you grab the handle, he gra- he tried to grab the sides like it was mm-hmm. like he just literally didn't know how the obstacle worked. Um, and that's the point when I was like, oh, yeah, they have no idea uh, what's going on with the other ninjas. Yeah, I'm trying to um, I'm trying to remember, like there was one obstacle in particular that like everybody kept doing it the wrong way uh, like it was over the, and over. It was the one where people didn't jump after their first swing on the pendulum. That definitely happened. Yeah. Um, I was, I was thinking of, I think I was thinking of a different one though. Um, but yeah, the pendulum one really, really got a lot of people. I, um, I, David Campbell's, uh, like ninja kick off of the top of it. I yeah. was so impressed. <laughs> yeah. He's back. He got the call for the top 50 people that American Ninja Warrior likes. Yeah. Which I guess is what they mean by top 50 athletes. It's just like, who do the producers like the most? Mm-hmm. Which it uh, was interesting to see who the producers like, because like Lance Pekis last year got like the big last run and he was montaged this year. The kid was montaged this year. Like people who have like anchored the show as their stars are now getting montaged because it's sort of like, especially with the kid and Lance the it's like your story is like you're young or your wife is sick. And it's like, yeah, but, Are there any developments? You're still young. Your wife is still sick. Okay, like, what are we going to show? Yeah, I think also, you know, because there's no movement, like they're going to be they're going to they're still going to be there. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like, okay, the kid Lance, like uh, we don't need to see the we're going to we're going to show the runs in the semifinals or the finals like um but they're probably not going to be like the main characters of the of the season. Like um, they maybe they don't make it that far. I don't know. Yeah, it, I just think it was interesting to see, like, especially somebody like David Campbell, who like has not gotten the call before and had to do and had to be a walk on. Now he's like back in their good graces for some reason. We did that cool kick. <laughs> well, I mean, he got called before he did the cool kick unless he was like, guys, I promise. Yeah, well, he, really he, cool I think kick. he didn't get a call, I think, in season 10. And then he did again in season 11. Like yeah. uh, he, he was a walk on, I think, in season 10. And then he qualified. I think he qualified. Um, and he was like, hey, 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 because before that, he had like not qualified for a couple of years. Um, and then uh, and then he was like, hey, hey you, you don't don't not invite me. Um, and then they invited him again. And so it, it would be it would be weird if they didn't, you know, do him uh, and Brian Crutch. And, and I didn't. Did Lauren Ball compete? I think he did. Um, I think he had a team, but I don't think he qualified. Yeah, it'd just be weird if they didn't invite the three people that have been to everyone. That's true. And now we know David Campbell delivers pizzas, even though he doesn't eat pizza, which sounds like a personal version of hell. (laughs) No, it would be worse if you did eat pizza, because then you'd constantly be around pizza and want to eat it and not be able to eat it. 
Well, yeah, but when you go and pick up the pizza, you could just buy a slice for yourself. But then you're then you're constantly eating pizza and it's not healthy. Yeah, that's why like, he doesn't eat pizza. I understand that pizza's not healthy, Taryn. I'm saying if I had to drive around with pizzas in my car all day, like that is my version of hell. The worst the like it's the worst thing to have a pizza in a car and not be able to eat it yet because you're not home yet to eat it is the worst. And I can just imagine like I'm never going to be able to eat this pizza. I'm going to have to give it to somebody else. Yeah, but that's still the same <laughs> as if you whether you eat pizza or not, you're still smelling it and you're not but able if to I eat don't, it. If I don't want to eat the pizza, then I don't care. But what I'm saying is that I don't like for David Campbell, it's cute. I'm saying for me, I think it would be my personal version of hell because I do eat pizza and delivering it all day and smelling yes. it. I mean, I'm not even I don't to, to be clear. I don't even really like pizza, but like to smell a food that is delicious and not be able to if I was like delivering like pasta all day, which some pizza restaurants do pasta and salad, two of my favorite yeah. foods. If I was smelling that all day and was not able to eat it, that would be horrible. Yeah, it's worse. It's worse if you want to eat the food. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but you don't know that he doesn't want to. Well, obviously, there's enough of him that doesn't want to that he doesn't. Well, sure. Which is more than somebody who does eat, eat the pizza. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that he probably gets really hungry, and I hope that he has a lot of healthy snacks with him that he can at least dip in the yummy garlic sauce that comes with the pizza. Okay. But I didn't know well, that about David Campbell. That's like a classic American Ninja Warrior thing. Like this guy is just a pizza delivery mm-hmm. guy. Well, he's he's one of the he's one of the OGs. He's one of the classics. Yeah, but he doesn't make it his whole thing. Yeah. I commented last night that I think American Ninja Warrior is getting gayer in that it's become a lot more about making an entrance than it is about being an athlete. Like every time you step on that platform, you better have a prop or a costume or a backflip to do. It's really about mm. like striking a pose and then it's about competing on an obstacle course. To be fair, that is a lot more akin to, you know, Sasuke where I believe you. They all have like characters and I guess it's like professional wrestling. Like the fisherman, he'd come in with with like a thing of fish or whatever. Mm. Uh crabs or something. Um and uh the the gas station worker would compete in his gas station uniform. Yeah. I just feel like there's nobody now, like we've talked about this for a while. Obviously this is not a new thing, but now there are like zero people that don't have a t-shirt with the something ninja on it. Yeah. See, that's, that's where like, uh, like it'd be more original. Yeah. I, I just feel like it's almost like you craft your character first and then like you can train for it because you can't be on the show unless you get cast for having like a thing. Yeah. You know what David Campbell's nickname is? It's I can tell you what it's not. It's not the Godfather Ninja. Yeah. It's just the Godfather because you don't need to just tack on Ninja. Yeah. To your name. There are good nicknames. James McGrath, the Beast. That's a good one. Where was he this season? I don't know. Um, He was uh, on a Skype call watching Melissa. Yeah, but why didn't he compete? He's he's always injured, I feel like. Okay. Poor guy. Um, Um, Yeah, the Beast, the Natural. There are some good nicknames out there. These are all all from, like, the early days of the show. Yeah, and then they ran out. (laughs) Yeah, nowadays it's all, all like, uh, the something ninja. Yeah, the big dog. I think the worst one was the kayak ninja. That was like, that's terrible. That's the thing you do. Like, 
so stupid. Uh, and it's like uh, it's out somewhere out there. There's like uh, a, a hardcore kayaker that loves the show. That's like, damn it. Yeah, literally. Now, but- I, now I can't be on the show. Yeah, my boyfriend's thing. He wears a suit every day, regardless of like in real life, he wears a suit almost every day. Um, and so he was going to compete in a suit, and then someone did that, and he literally went, "Damn it!" Yeah, so somebody was like the singing lawyer ninja, like uh, yeah, he's, he's singing getting... lawyer suited up ninja. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's getting more more specific. <laughs> I don't care yeah. for it. <laughs> it's too much. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back and we're back so let's get back to the show um okay so should we talk about like memorable runs sure <laughs> okay i'm happy that uh literally none of the uh iconic women i think except michelle Wernke, went out mm. right yeah that we was got, that was brutal it was brutal but she's gonna start a family maybe Wasn't that her package last year? No, her package. Well, sort of. Her package last year was about how she tested positive for the BRCA gene. Mm -hmm. But that kind of like, I think maybe tied into like, I need to start family planning because like life is, you know, whatever. I don't care. Um, But I mean, I care about Michelle Wernke. I, you know, all of these packages that are like, they have to come up with something emotional to say kind of run together. But um, yeah, that was a huge bummer. Um, I like. Some things like Jake Murray with the corn dog is a classic example. Some things it's like, you don't need to show me this every time I remember, but I actually did forget that she was like fully bleeding from her face on the course last year. And I was like, Oh yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. Love that for her. Um, but I think except for her, I mean, uh, Alyssa Beard, Jesse Graff, Jesse LeBrec, Megan Martin. Um, and then we had a couple like, uh, of the newer women, Maddie, some Maddie Howard. Um, mm-hmm. She finished. The Wisconsin girl that you liked did well. Sweet Tea finally made it. Yes, exactly. So I feel like a pretty good year for women overall. I'm excited about the next round for that. Um, I knew that Megan Martin was not going to finish because she wasn't last. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, feel like she's. I feel like she's struggled in in recent years. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess she has. She well, she did badly last year. She didn't mm-hmm. qualify, but um, yeah. And I don't know why. I follow her on Instagram. She's like literally always climbing, but oh. she just got engaged. There you go. And I love that, her ring. That always gives you a boost in performance. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it worked for Jesse Lebrecht and Chris Ganji. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she just got engaged, and I love her ring. So I guess she'll talk about that next year because this was already filmed that she just got engaged. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. But it's it's not to uh, an American Ninja Warrior, so like literally what's the point of even talking about well, it? And then they'll have footage from her wedding where people are doing ninja things. They're all they're all doing handstands. Yeah. Going to a ninja wedding must be so annoying cuz like you know that you have to wear shorts under your dress cuz you're going to have to do the handstand competition for the filming for American Ninja Warrior. What if you're not one of the ninjas, though? Then you're just like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to watch these people do handstands. I know. <laughs> yes. All right. We get it. <laughs> OK, you guys you're are good strong. At this stuff. Yeah. Wow. OK. <laughs> I do feel like um, that's kind of the premise of most weddings, though, is most people kind of pretending to care about mm. the person who's getting married. 
I mean, they care Are about you the supposed to pretend to care. What? Are you supposed to pretend to care? Well, I think you're supposed to actually care, but it's sort of like the bride gets to do whatever she wants and everybody has to be like, oh, cute. <laughs> so weddings are weird. Yeah, they are. I love them, but they are <laughs> weird. But also none of my friends have gotten married yet. So I haven't been to a wedding that isn't like a family, like I'm kind of supposed to be bored wedding. I also mm. haven't been to a wedding since I turned 21. <laughs> so I think that that would be a different experience. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've been to one since I was in high school. Also, not eating meat at a wedding is it is the number one worst place to not eat meat, like worse than an airport, worse than a theme park, because there's just no you're not going to get food. Mm, You have to either like, uh, like be annoying about it and like have a special thing just for you or you just don't have you just don't get food. Yeah, because there's nothing you can do because it's like such specific cater. You can't like cobble something together at a buffet. It's like you get mm-hmm. your plated thing. Just uh, just smuggle some things in. Yeah, I mean, it's I like uh, I have never you, seen without a cliff bar. Yeah, like come in with two two gifts, uh, and one of them is is just secretly like uh, a plate that is wrapped. <laughs> it's just like loose macaroni. <laughs> you brought you brought some like lasagna or something right uh and then uh, you set one of the gifts uh, you set the gifts down um it then you have to be careful because uh you have to uh, know what they're gonna do then you then when it comes time for the food you uh you go and and you uh you just you quickly take uh you have something it has to be something that you'd be able to get the the gift part of it off of it very quickly so it doesn't look like you're stealing a gift um yeah it would just be like a box where like it looks like it's wrapped but you can just take the yeah the top off yeah. yeah and so then you just you just go over i was just looking at the gift that i had and then you bring over the your lasagna lasagna and then you just you eat it yeah, that's one of the least discreet foods I can possibly think of. <laughs> you need a fork and knife, and you're just in the present. Like you just you just say like uh, like yeah, I asked them for some lasagna and they had it. So yeah, <laughs> and, then and then when other people then ask they'll for try it. to ask for lasagna, and they'll be like, no, and they'll be like, why are you so special? Uh, you know, the bride likes me a lot. So yeah, I'm allergic to um, everything that's here. So. But then, it's a, it's, this is a real ninja move. This is a real ninja plan that I'm talking about here. That's why it's yeah, relevant. You just have to be careful, though, because then when the bride and groom open their gifts, uh, that would not be great to just. Have well, that's why you have to know. Wh- how, that's why you have to know how the gifts giving is going to happen. Yeah. Well, like, are, are they going to yeah. take the gifts away? Because then you might go to get your lasagna and it's not there anymore. And that'd be bad. Also, are there any dogs around? Got to watch out for that. Hmm. That sounds like a bad wedding if there aren't. <laughs> if it's Rue Yori's wedding. Yeah. You're I, in trouble. The only way to do a wedding is you can't bring your kids, but you can bring your dog. Okay. I always read like advice. Well, I don't always. I, I read a lot of advice <laughs> columns and uh, I always read advice about how to go to weddings properly. <laughs> okay. But like, you're not wrong. Um <laughs> Did you know that in addition to not being able to wear a white dress, you're not supposed to wear a red dress to a wedding because it takes attention away from a bride? Like, how stupid are weddings? Really stupid. Yeah. And this is someone who's obsessed with weddings and I can't wait for mine. Um, We all know I love weddings, but they are really dumb. (laughs) It's like so many stupid rules. Anyway, I was reading an advice column about like this lady who was like, I'm getting married and I want to tell my friends um, that they're not allowed to bring their kids. Is that cool? 
And the advice columnist was like, no, you can't tell them not to bring your kids. And I was like, why not? You can't bring your kids to like a bar. A wedding sometimes has a bar. So, so dumb. This whole thing. <laughs> I've had to kick people. People do uh, this to each other. Well, what do you mean? It's like, uh, like, hey, 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 I have this relationship, right? Uh, we love each other. Uh, we want to celebrate this relationship. We want to celebrate it with you. We want you to show your support of us and us to show our support of you. And in order to do it, we're going to pay thousands and thousands of dollars of overpriced money of for overpriced things and then engage in some like weird ritual stuff that has a bunch of like polite society rules that has nothing to do with any of the relationships that we're talking about. Yeah. Well, you forgot you also have to bring God into it. <laughs> well, do you I feel like you don't have to anymore, right? Uh, I think if you care about all of the polite society stuff, then you probably also care about God. Maybe. I feel like there are plenty of <laughs> I think I think uh, I think maybe your dog is is annoyed at weddings. Yeah, she's annoyed because I'm not paying attention to her. Um but yeah, I mean it's all incredibly stupid, but what you have to remember is that you can actually do whatever you want and I'm going to have like pinball machines and cornhole and shit at my wedding. Yes, that's that's what I'd advocate for. Don't pay overpriced things for them, those things. And also do what you want and uh, don't feel like you need to do other things. I'm just saying if I can kick children out of my bar when I was bartending, I can kick children out of my wedding. I mean, kicking children out of bars seems like the appropriate thing well, to do. <laughs> I mean, yes, but also there is a law, at least in the District of Columbia, where I bartended, um, that kids. So like we were also a restaurant, so like kids could be in there, um, but they weren't allowed. If you're under 21, you can't sit at the bar. So like mm. even if parents like had their babies there, like most people would let that slide. But I really, really hate babies. So I'd tell them, like, you can't have your baby at the bar. You have to go sit in the table. You know, you know what I would do for a wedding? is instead of actually having people there, I would just bring some speakers and I would play audience noises like they're cheering me on like they did for the season of American Ninja Warrior. My God, do you actually want to talk about the show that we're here to podcast about? God. It's super weird to me. The weirdest part about the audience noises, because there's no audience. So this is all fake noise. Yeah. Um, well, it's real noise. The the weird the weirdest part to me is that they play it so loud. Yeah. I can't I can sometimes not hear what the athletes are saying <laughs> because they're pumping in this fake audience noise so loud that they that I can't even hear them. And it's not even real noise. It's real noise. It's just not a real audience. It's real fake noise. Yes. Yeah. Um I <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. What are they supposed to do? Just let it be complete <clears throat> silence? Well, just don't just don't make it so loud. <laughs> just, well, you, you, there's a thing that you can do with audio where you can you can take two separate tracks and you can link them together. I can't remember the word for it because it's been, you know, 10 years since I was in college. Uh, but you can link them so that uh, ducking the audio, I think, is part of it. Um, so that uh, so that whenever somebody talks, it, it decreases the volume of of the other track that you've got going on so that you can hear the person speaking. 
I mean, I'll take your word for it. It sounds a little advanced for a professional television show. <laughs> but what they're, it feels like what they're doing is they're just taking audio of somebody speaking and just throwing on like, uh, yeah, blast them with some audience noise. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I can't hear them sometimes. And I'm also, I'm curious, are they playing this audience noise live? There's no way. That would be so weird. It would be super weird. And also like they like, how do you time it up properly? Right. Yeah. Um, which means there is somebody editing this this show <laughs> who is like, all right, I need to get the excited uh, audience noise at this portion of the run. Um, but also they're yelling like there is like they have to speak over noise. I would love it. If, well, they're yelling because they're six feet apart from Zuri. <laughs> Um, it was six feet. Is, yeah, I did so well because the audience is yelling. Okay, I would love it if they were if somebody was like pushing buttons to play audience noise while they were actually running, and they push the wrong buttons, so somebody like is in the middle of the obstacle and you just you're like ooh, ooh. and they're like what? <laughs> just I disqualified. I just like I want them to just like uh, when somebody gets up the wall and they start celebrating, I want them to just cut the audience noise off. So we're just watching them celebrate in silence, just like, yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, and then and then uh, like just cut it off mid mid celebration just so we can we can see the reality of the situation, which is that they were literally just celebrating uh, in complete silence. Yeah. Uh, especially when they're doing backflips and if you're that one disgusting guy who kissed the buzzer in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> what about the guy that broke the buzzer? Yes. Well, that's okay. I, we, we don't actually need the buzzer, but we need the buzzer to not have germs on it from your literal mouth. Yeah. I just like, he pulled that thing out. Like... <laughs> It's hard to break that buzzer. It's not like he just smashed it so hard that it broke. He pulled it out of its thing and then smashed it when it was off its angle. It's called grip strength. Uh, Taryn, they're American Ninja Warriors. Um, he didn't even have an audience to pump him up. He that was, a, that he was all done in silence. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to watch uh, uh, the DNC speech. Um Kamala Harris's speech at the DNC and that was in complete silence and it was incredibly spooky. I think the only thing weirder than performing an athletic event in silence is giving a speech in silence. Yeah. Very bizarre. Um yeah. I thought I thought what was really bizarre was the marshmallow guy. Yeah. Where they were like, all right, we're going to throw you a marshmallow, but we have to use the TV screen. I was like, what do they mean? Use the TV screen. <laughs> and then they throw the marshmallow at the image of him on the screen. And it's, they're trying to get it in his mouth. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know. I can't answer any of these questions. It's like, it's literally all of us trying to like adapt our jobs to Zoom and just like doing our best. I don't know. I'm a big Marshmallow fan. I mean, I support I, the Marshmallow Ninja. Like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be that, uh, you know, I'm not going to be anti-Marshmallow, but 
uh, I am anti throwing a marshmallow at a screen and saying that means you caught it. I think it just means you threw it well. I don't know. His tossers need as much practice as he needs catching. Also, we already have the cake ninja and his whole crew of of bakers. We don't need more like sweet tooth ninja people. I like. I really was uh, was really into the cake people. The three of them. Yeah. I I think that. Yeah, I like them. It's all it's, three of them finished the course too. Yeah, and it's like lovely to just see like three black men like baking. It's just like such a nice representation. We need we need more bakers. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll just uh, start doing American Ninja Warrior like the challenge where people from other reality shows come and compete, and there's like a Great British Bake Off contingent. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they, they would not do well. Those people are fragile. I like I, I like I like the concept though of like a guy that really likes cake. Um, was like okay, I need two teammates. Um, can you make me cake? Yeah, I'm gonna use this op. I'm gonna use this as an opportunity. I want two people who uh, will make me cake. Um, and I have to imagine that these uh, again were uh, the producers were like, "Hey, we heard you like cake. Yeah, we've got a surprise for you. I think you're gonna like it." Um, <laughs> Because they too, like, they, like they were, so, they were clearly like for their package. They were brought to some like studio kitchen, <laughs> kitchen yeah. to just hang out and make cakes for a while. And then in one of the interviews, they were like, "Yeah, we're having like this. We're having some great chemistry here. I think we're gonna do. Uh, I think this is gonna pay off on the course." Uh, <laughs> because the most important thing for these teams is chemistry, even though they have zero interaction with one another on the course. Mm-hmm. You gotta make sure you do really well with your team in this completely individual sport. Yeah. So you gotta make sure you're getting enough cake. Yeah. I thought that was very fun and festive. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about some of these obstacles? Um, I thought that it was very boring to have three obstacles in a row that was just like build momentum and swing. Like, not every time, but there were a couple where it was literally just like there was the one episode that had the pendulum one. There was the most recent one um, that was the one before the honeycomb was another one where you just like built momentum and swung. It took way too long. I want my obstacles to be like a good mix of like fast and slow. And these were all like so many slow ones in a row. And then just the broken bridge. I feel like I'm done with the Ferris wheel one. Yeah, I think that makes sense. It takes too long. Yes, it does. It's so boring. <laughs> to have to watch it over and over. I, like every time they get there, I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. It's just not exciting, too, because people don't fall out of nowhere. Yeah. You see somebody it, losing their grip strength or you don't. Mm hmm. Um, I also like, I felt like four episodes, I saw way too many repeat obstacles. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because they're in one mm -hmm. indoor facility for the whole time. It makes me concerned for the future. Oh, definitely. I mean, they're literally inside of one building. I don't think you should be expecting completely different stages. Mm-hmm. Um, Why St. But I Louis, I wonder? I guess it's like right in smack dab in the middle of the country. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I did like the, the honeycomb one. Yeah, that I one was, that was neat. Good. Yeah, that was fine. The, the like having to twist the middle one uh, all the way around, um, it was... <laughs> 
No, oh, your dog really liked it. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she really doesn't like when I don't pay attention to her. Um, the, having to twist the uh, the thing, I feel like it. it it was something that that they haven't had to do before. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people found some difficult, like it wasn't something that like people failed on, but like you, some people who normally look so smooth and in control uh, going through the course were like flailing around trying to get this thing to spin, which I thought was, was interesting. Yeah. I also imagine it's very hard to conceptualize like how close you are to it locking when you're up there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I thought it was interesting. Was that designed by our friend Kevin Brecky? I don't know. Let I hope that he will tweet me because that was a good obstacle. Um, but yes, uh, I completely agree with you about the Ferris wheel. I honestly forgot that that was in there for the first couple episodes. Yeah, I, I liked Sideways because it was it was quick. Yeah, I think it was a bit a little a little easy though. Probably it's hard to tell. I mean, those things looked kind of sharp. I doubt they were, but they looked uncomfortable. Maybe uncomfortable, but. Maybe also a little easy. I mean, did anybody? Fall, one person felt. Megan fell on it. I'm sure other people uh, I mean, did, but uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, people that I care about. It was mostly just like if you if you weren't giving it, like if you were like, oh, this is easy, and you didn't pay atten- enough attention, like you might screw up and fall. Oh wait, actually, there was an obstacle that I liked. Um, the one where you can either catch the big ring if you go really fast, or otherwise mm. you have to use the small ring. I liked that one. I thought that was an interesting wrinkle. I thought it was interesting, too. I thought it was interesting because I feel like I would prefer the smaller ring. Really? Why? Because it's got like uh, it might be a little bit harder to hold on to because of the handle, the way the shape of the handles. Um, But uh, one problem that people had sometimes is that with the bigger ring, they would go to the, the second, the final hook. And they'd be swinging side to side. It's very difficult to get your momentum to go forward to dismount. But with the smaller ring, it's a smaller circle. And so uh, your side to side movement was uh, much less side. It was a lot easier to go forward. Just the way that it's shaped. I get that. But it's so much harder to land the ring on the the, on the hook. I guess so. But I feel like as long as you've got like good hand eye coordination, like you got to you're going to land it. Okay. I mean, yeah, as long as you've got a lot of things in Ninja, you're going to do well. If you've got grip strength and upper body strength and balance and hand-eye coordination, sure. But <laughs> it's, I don't know. I just, it's objectively I just feel like harder it's, to get that ring on. Um, I just feel like it's, it's there are some some easier parts to the smaller ring. It felt like to me. Like if, if I'm thinking about how I would want to do it. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing because it shouldn't be like a punishment that mm-hmm. is like super extreme if you don't get the big ring it should just be like a little advantage if you're like dope enough to get down there fast enough yeah and we saw some people fall because they were going for the big ring and that they probably would have been fine if they hadn't yes ninja loves these little risk reward calculations with the power tower and the mega wall yeah so who got the mega wall nick hansen and who else uh joe Morowski. oh right so it's did anybody else get it um I don't think so. Other people went for it. The kid Lots missed. Of people went for yeah, it. the yeah. kid missed. Grant McCartney, I think, missed. I like I, this. Was again like a situation where it was like go for ten thousand dollars and be a jerk, <laughs> or go for the faster time and save well, your team. That's why I thought it was stupid that you could do the mega wall, and you should have to make that choice to be a jerk or not. Like <laughs> I, I don't I think don't... you should be able to do the mega wall and the power tower. 
I don't want I don't want to like I don't want them to be in positions to be jerks. I'm not I'm not watching Big Brother. Well, then they shouldn't be jerks like Joe Morosky. <laughs> Um, I, I, uh, I, I, I was like, Joe, you're going to look like a jerk if you don't get this. His Twitter timeline does that for him. But yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I, it was just so, such weird storytelling. They just really made me feel like Michael Torres's team was going to be fine, but it's, it's okay. I'm not mad. I'm just incredibly disappointed and furious. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, that's what I mean. That's uh, that's the qualifying rounds. We're gonna we're gonna get, I guess, um, the the teams for the uh, the semifinals, the teams that uh, power towered, and then um, I I, I, like I, said, I get power towered. Yeah, it's a verb. Okay, they've they've been power towered. Um, it we've never seen the towers of power on the power towers, right? No, I don't believe so. And this year. Uh, Dan qualified, but not Brandon. Well, yeah. Well, that's usually what happens, right? Uh, no. So I, the last three years, he's fallen on the agility obstacle. Oh, yeah. I guess before that, I always felt like Brandon was better than Dan, but I don't know. It's it's not really for me to remember things about them. I did like <laughs> the agility one that was like the back and forth, the little like lever oh, looking yeah, things. Yeah. 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 Um. Oh wait, I want to I want to make one more general comment about these qualifying rounds. Um the the innovation of the family and friends zooming in mm. to watch the athletes has enabled some truly deranged celebrity guest appearances yeah. that Matt Knockbar is super excited by. Not only did we see Nastia Lukin who no one has thought about since 2008 um but we got meadow from the sopranos because she's the like the sister of the husband or wife of someone who competed yeah, like the sister-in-law or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like they just kept flashing to her like there she is it's like nobody knows who that is like everybody knows who meadow is but nobody cares about that actress meadow from the sopranos Right, but it's just it's enough. She's one of those actresses who's just meadow from The Sopranos. Like nobody knows who she is as an actress. <laughs> this doesn't matter. Well, clearly, because Matt and Akbar were thrilled. Um, if Meadow from The Sopranos competed on American Ninja Warrior, it would be like, "Hey, it's Meadow from The Sopranos." Yeah, and that would be exciting. But this wasn't that. <laughs> this was her watching on a blurry Zoom. Also, there were way too many instances of like, like just um, the nurse that competed mm-hmm. in the most recent episode. They cut to Maddie. like her uh, her nurse team or whatever. Yes. Um, and there's just like there's just like one guy and on the nurse team that is just like, what is he doing? Who's like, like too jazz? Do you mean the whole time? Yeah, the whole time he's just like doing some like move, like yeah, he was dancing. I'm like, what are you doing? Like everybody, like everybody was doing it at first, but then everybody else calmed down to watch the thing, and they, they cut to the thing, and everyone's like staring intently at the run, and he's still doing his thing. I'm I like, like what are you doing? Of a bunch of patients wondering where their hospital staff is, and <laughs> they're all gathered <laughs> in a room watching a Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Warrior. And she falls. They're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like, "Oh shit! What's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I thought that uh, it was very fortunate that she finished because watching a whole group of COVID frontline workers become demoralized was like not something that I was emotionally prepared for. Yeah. Um, and then like sometimes the, sometimes the quality was just like so bad uh, that like they'd cut to the family and they it would just be like a half pixelated frozen frozen version yes. of them. And it's like you this is really the best shot you could find. <laughs> like you could have cut to a still image that would have looked better than this. <laughs> Yeah, well, some people's family members are very blurry, Taryn. Okay, check your privilege. Just because you don't have a blurry family, <laughs> not blurred. Um, and then, uh, and then the audio would be really bad too. And sometimes they like, I, I, I'm again like audio audio editor. Like, what are you what are you doing leaving this in? Where like there'd just be like this tinny kind of like. Ah! Uh, like why why am i hearing this people are fully entitled to have their pterodactyls watch their runs oh yeah there weren't enough pets oh my god hard agree yeah very very much agree there was one like really cute cat i from one of the early episodes i don't remember who it was but i only wanted to look at the cat um yeah, because I guess because Jody Avila's, I mean, not Jody Avila. My brain went there because he's the big dog ninja, but Rue Yori's <laughs> team was all pet people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is great. Everybody should do that. Yeah. Well, it was, he was the dog person. He brought two cat people, right? Yeah. And that's called character development. That's uh, really reaching across the aisle there. Well, as you know, lots of people are dog and cat people. You just can't be a dog, cat, and baby person. you have to pick two i forget the results of that poll i feel like (laughs) uh, i feel like you're proven wrong this is your hottest take i stand by it um i mean i'm i'm feeling personally like uh joe morofsky is probably the favorite here right to win the whole thing define favorite um no i know what you mean um i mean i guess like it's so weird because so many of the people that I would think are like, you know, the Kevin Bowles and Kitawadis like were montaged. So it's hard to tell, like, were they montaged because we're going to see so much of them in the next couple episodes or because like they don't do well. Like, it is hard to tell. I don't know. I think Daniel Gill probably is up there. That's true. Daniel is usually pretty fast. Um, did Daniel win the power tower? Probably. Can oh, wait, remember? no, he got he got. um I think he got beaten at the last second. He was one of those people who was ahead. And then the person person who was against him took the fast way Mm. and just like crushed it. Um, Because I remember (laughs) I was rooting for whoever was against him because I still think that Daniel Gill has the personality trait, uh, the personality range of like a church pew. (laughs) Um, He doesn't jump off the screen for me. Yeah. Uh, I, cause I, I don't know. I feel like, um, if we're, I mean, at the end of it, it's gonna be, it's gonna come down to the power tower, but you have to be fast. So yeah, I think Daniel Gill is definitely gonna be up there. Joe Morofsky, um, maybe Sean Bryan. Yeah, uh, you think Najee's back? Najee, Najee's a good call. I feel like Najee's had some some trouble in Vegas, but he's usually pretty fast. He also seemed um, like better this year. Yeah, I mean, he was really off his game last year. Yeah. Um, so I think Najee is maybe in there. I feel like he's not usually known like exclusively for speed, though. 
Like, he's very skilled, but he's not always, like, the fastest. Yeah, it's really hard to predict because we don't know, like, if it is one of those things where it's, like, stage three, where only a couple people finish, if anybody. But, like, even if he makes the top eight, then it's going to come down to speed on the power tower. Oh, okay. Yes. But I think I would put him in that top eight. But if we're predicting, yeah, who's going to win? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be probably Joe and Daniel would be my top two. Yeah, I think so. Um, but... I, we have no idea how this is going to play out or what the final power tower will be. Hopefully it's different from just the uh, one that we've seen a million times. But yeah, I, I like your I like your idea. I think it should be a regular course with a power tower at the end. You know how like a city finals course, you got like a climb at the end. Yes. Yeah. You climb onto the power tower. I agree. Instead yeah. of the I mean, it's probably easier than the um, invisible chainsaw. What is that called? <laughs> cannot be called the invisible chainsaw what is it called <laughs> um the invisible ladder yeah but then there's that also was the one with the 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 hooks or the rings yeah but isn't there also one that's like the psycho chainsaw? there's a spider there's a spider yeah okay mary i'm just crazy i thought there was a chainsaw one but chainsaw but I don't uh, think there's a chainsaw. yeah if it like probably the power tower is way easier than the invisible ladder so like might as well put it at the end make it a little yeah. harder with people I guessed. Well, I go up the power tower and then compete on the power tower. You gotta, you gotta finish the power tower after. Wait, what? You do the course straight into the power tower. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But because the power tower is so easy, I feel like that's the way to make it competitive is make them already kind of tired before they do it. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is that like it's probably not going to be close after a 10 obstacle course. So then like somebody's just on the power tower alone. Yeah. Well, or it could be like, um, at the at Mount Midoriyama where they do the rope climb individually not next to each other so like maybe it's the course into the power tower and the whole thing is timed but then at that point what's the point of the power tower listen there's no bad no bad ideas in brainstorming um yeah I could also see like uh like yeah like a rope climb up the power tower and then do a power tower that would also be interesting just the steps are just they do nothing for me yes I agree um it's just, it's just funny to watch them do their little hops. <laughs> it feels like it feels like I'm watching a baby climb stairs. It's like how a baby climbs stairs. It's like hands first, <laughs> plop your feet up. I would be terrified if a baby climbs stairs at that rate. <laughs> Absolutely disturbed. <laughs> Straight out of a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like. Like uh, walking down the hallway, freaking out, looking around. And then the camera is like facing the stairway and the person's looking the other way and they slowly turn their head. And you look down and the baby's climbing straight (laughs) up at you. Are there any horror movies about evil babies or are they normally just like dolls? Oh, Rosemary's Baby. (laughs) Heard of it. There are definitely evil baby horror story, horror movies, but. not that many, I don't think. It's usually like it's if it's if it's a if it's a baby, it's usually like a possessed baby. Oh, like the it's baby one of those like isn't evil because that yeah, wouldn't like, be that scary. Yeah, <laughs> like you it's, could it's just sort of put it somewhere and then it would be okay. It's like watch out, the baby will bite you. Yeah, it's like that's if just, you get too close, that's just a baby. But don't worry, he doesn't have teeth yeah. yet. <laughs> Okay, we can just, just make sure you just sort of put it in its crib and it's it's fine. 
Yeah, it's it's usually just like uh, like oh, it's the the devil is it's it's actually the devil or the antichrist. Okay, whatever. And, and I'll never like bad things movie. happen around this baby. Well, bad things are happening around all of us. So and all not babies, special. like not getting sleep, it's one of those things that happens. It's bad. Yeah. Um. Anything else from first four episodes? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I think that they're fun. I like the the little teammate <laughs> packages. It gives you an investment in everybody to an extent because mm-hmm. you're they're at least like affiliated with someone that you already know. Yeah. So even if they're like random montage people, it's not like in normal seasons where like you just literally don't know who they are and don't care. Um obviously this is like not ideal and not preferable to a regular season, but it is like a fun little I think that they did the best that they could. I don't know why there isn't a Mount Midoriyama, but I don't think they're doing a good job of explaining what it takes to qualify. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> no. Uh, like they're showing like the leaderboard at the end, but it's like quickly flashing through like a bunch of different screens. It's like the top three women plus the top something, f- you know, finishers here plus the qualify. Like, I don't know the formula for like who qualifies and who doesn't. And they very rarely are like this person fell. Will it be enough? Let's find out. And then I feel like I never find out. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. There's a range of like fifth. 15 to 20 people can qualify at any time because if none of the teammates that are saved already qualified, then that's an additional two. And then if none of the women were would have qualified organically, then that's an additional three. So anywhere from 15 to 20 people can qualify. It's weird. It's I just uh, I just feel like I'm watching people do the thing. I have really like, some, bad of them, news some of them going to show up about what American Ninja Warrior is <laughs> just watching people do the thing. Yeah, I I am gonna say though I uh it have not cried nearly as much this season as I normally have. Um, I don't know if that's because these stories are just not hitting home with me, but I believe I only cried once. Uh, but it also might just be because I'm dead inside. Uh, and have been since March. It's because there's not a real audience. Okay. So you're you're, you're it's fake. It's phony. Um. I don't think it's fake that they're <laughs> that they're having these emotional stories. Just none of them are really uh, connecting with me. I don't know. I mean, like it's, it's it's more emotional if it's in front of a bunch of people. But it is in front of a bunch of people. There's millions of people watching all across the country, all across the world. It's very it's very removed. So months later, through your TV screen. I mean, maybe we have no idea when this was filmed. <laughs> don't we? I'm sure we could find out. I do. You currently have an idea because I have I no feel idea. like it was in May. Oh, Jesus. That was quick after all this started. Yeah, like May or June. That Might was, have been June. Yeah, May was when they were supposed to. I I was going to go to American Ninja Warrior this year for the first time for the qualifiers um, because it was in D.C. Um, and I was like on the list for tickets and that was supposed to be in May. So I think they probably pushed it back further than that. But I don't know. Because how long could this have possibly taken to edit? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it was definitely like, um, you know, during the initial surge, because it was still like you can you can you can tell by sort of like their attitude. You know what I mean? 
Oh, like they're not completely like this is broken. Still, like this is still fresh. Like this is still like we're coming together as a country to fight this. Thank you to our nurses. Like, oh, true. Uh, it's not like old news at this point. <laughs> it's not like this is never going to end. This is yeah. just our lives now. Yeah. Oh, I appreciated um, all the people wearing the Ninjas for Black Lives stuff. Um, mm. That was cool. It made me think that it was probably like a little bit after all of that erupted. Um, I, did, I would imagine, I would imagine it was right. Yeah. Right around that. Yeah. Time as well. um, was very confused by the man who had a black lives matter shirt and a thin blue line mask and said, and I quote black lives matter because all lives matter. Blue lives matter too. And I was like, that sentence just broke my brain. I did. I didn't. So I, I remember hearing, and blue lives matter too. I didn't. I didn't hear the all lives. He said um, black lives part. matter because all lives matter and blue lives matter too. I was like, you're just saying nothing. He's saying all of them. Like it's baffling. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's all all of the things, including the specific things and the general things. All of them. Yeah, it's just like you could just say nothing. You don't. You don't have to. Uh-huh. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, good to see people getting getting political. I feel like American Warrior um, was like the last uh, bastion of apolitical media that I consumed where I like didn't really know, except for a couple people who are like very vocal on social media. I didn't really know anybody's politics. So um, it was nice to see a majority of people supporting BLM. Also, whoever did those temporary tattoos. Those look nice. Good. They looked super nice. Yeah. They were like like super crisp uh like it wasn't like some faded nonsense like it was great I, I thought they looked cool if only we knew if only there was a temporary tattoo ninja i like how did how did this work like obviously oh, yeah. it couldn't just be one person <laughs> yeah i guess they handed them out and they were just really high quality and everybody was just standing there in line holding the uh, <laughs> the water over their temporary tattoos maybe it was body paint and somebody's really good at painting i don't know yeah but that was you can't well, if you, you just have, have one person paint everybody. If you have like a six a... foot long paintbrush, you can. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you figured it out. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why this is confusing. All right. Well, those are the qualifying rounds. Yeah, I feel like we really, we really dug into <laughs> the, the strategy and what matters of American Ninja Warrior. I really feel like that the the biggest thing for me throughout the entire thing was watching and and like feeling like they haven't had a chance to watch other people compete and I feel like yeah. that's going to continue to be relevant moving forward. Yeah. Um I mean, I am very curious to see what these next courses are like cuz I didn't even know that that was the format. Um and yeah, just considering that this is all taking place inside of one indoor stadium. Also, why is it indoors if ever there was a time for American right. Ninja Warrior to be outside. Uh, I mean, I guess like, I don't know the mechanics of it's that big of a space. I don't know if it, if it uh, changes anything, but I mean, I think um, it probably helps, but also if the germs are, the germs are still in there. I yeah. Also, if this was super early, I guess they didn't know. Like, remember when mm. we were all like wiping down our groceries? Cause we thought that it was like contact was like mm-hmm. how you got it. Maybe they didn't know how airborne it was. Yeah. I like, don't remember the timeline of events of any of this my my brain is together it's mush from march on yeah 
Uh, well, that's uh, that's what we've got. Um, we'll be back eventually to uh, to talk through probably the second half of uh, of the season. Um, may maybe maybe a little more. Uh, Big Brother's winding down here, so um, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I mean, that's that's it. I I I haven't been like I I think you're right. Like it's it's been fine. Um, but I've never I've never been like super invested in the qualifying rounds. Yeah, and like knowing that there's no like ultimate goal you know what i mean is uh, like I, i'm not as interested yeah i get that um i've always been a lot more interested in the characters than like the actual course um especially um given that like the person who probably could have won again this year is no longer competing or no longer like welcome to compete like it's it's a little bit of a reprieve like knowing that Drew did compete in this season and has been Mm -hmm. edited out um, will be very interesting to see how the top eight looks (laughs) with that. If they'll just be like, yeah, "Yeah." and this person got a buy because they were the fastest. So it's going to be three power towers. Then he competes against the winner. But they, they, I mean, at the time that like, if he was in the top eight, then that was, those were the eight that competed. Well, but that's what I'm saying. I see what you're saying. They'll, They'll show a match they'll show three matches and the person the, the other person will say like he got a buy uh from the first but what round. If, i mean let's be real like uh i mean what obviously drew couldn't have won because otherwise what are we doing here <laughs> i don't know maybe uh, maybe it's possible maybe they maybe like the whoever drew beat um they just say that was the final round before they made it to drew yeah you know what i mean um, but that would require a lot of like tricky, like how do they, all of the, maybe there were, maybe there were more than eight. <laughs> maybe, oh. maybe there were really like 12. Maybe or they something. had to reshoot. <laughs> um, oh, I don't think they reshot, yeah, but like, um, do, could 12 work in a bracket? No, not really. Uh, maybe there were 16. They'd have to drop down to eight. It's possible. Maybe there were 16 top. No, but then they're, what? They're going to have like 15 uh, power towers in a row. <laughs> well, they won't show. Maybe all he them. just maybe he just didn't make it. Maybe uh, maybe they got lucky. We'll have to ask somebody. I mean, we can definitely just like ask someone who was on the show. I'm sure like mm-hmm. eventually it's we probably can, out there. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I'm sure we can get this info from Alyssa or James or something. Probably not yet, but maybe once the season is done airing. We'll see where it goes. I, 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 my guess is they must have just gotten lucky with it um, because otherwise they wouldn't have eight. They wouldn't have aired it. They wouldn't have eight. They wouldn't have eight people in the end. Eight's oh. the perfect terminate bracket number. <laughs> I you were like, they wouldn't have eight. And I was like, they wouldn't have what? eaten. Yeah. Like Grant McCartney. <laughs> They would not be Hey, eating. his thing now is that he's weird. He uh, crushes pineapples and watermelons. <laughs> so I guess he is eating. Here's the thing about Grant McCartney is that he's like everybody's best friend. Yeah, I think that's like because he's, he's unemployed and probably just flies <laughs> around the country. I'm just like uh like I feel I feel like he gets ragged on in the community sometimes but like he's got to be a pretty nice guy if like he's always like on the sidelines cheering on so many different people cuz he's friends with all of them like yeah. uh he's probably like he's probably like uh like a super super nice guy I'm certain that Grant McCartney is nice that is not something that I would ever <laughs> dispute about Grant McCartney and that's all I will say Not nice toward pineapples but 
Yeah. As a massive pineapple and watermelon stan, I think uh, it's a lot of wasted pineapple and watermelon juice, what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. All right. They should die for a cause, and that's to be on pizza. <laughs> on pizza? That, but, uh, but David Campbell won't even eat it. <laughs> well, that's okay. I'll eat it if it has pineapple on it. It's the only way I will eat pizza. That's the only way? Yeah, I don't really like pizza that much, and I will only have it if it's going to be like really good pizza, and the only really good pizza has pineapple on it. Oh boy. Why don't you see pineapple? I And I do. I recently <laughs> tweeted this take. This might be my hottest take, besides people can only like two of babies, dogs, and puppies, but uh, there is no food that is not improved by pineapple being on it. None. No food. There are zero foods that are not included. Spaghetti. Yeah, sure. But it's just pizza, but different. <laughs> what? It's just it's just pizza, but different. It's I bread mean, and marinara sauce. Look, most food you could say is just pizza, but different. Sure, but pasta is literally just a different shape of pizza. I there's no cheese is a huge part of pizza, and most people don't have nearly as much cheese in their uh, in their pasta, if if any. I put vegan cheese on my pasta sometimes. Or I don't have any cheese on my pizza. Are you saying that I that are you are you challenging me right now to make a pizza bowl? What's a pizza bowl? It's like a burrito bowl, but for pizzas. That sounds really good. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Throw in some throw in a ton of mozzarella. Throw in some pepperoni into your spaghetti. Um, but, some, okay, <laughs> everything that you're saying is stuff that already goes into pasta. That's what <laughs> pepperoni sausage it's the same animal pepperoni is different than sausage though i will take your word for it <laughs> i'm not disputing that pasta and pizza are different things i'm just saying they're similar enough in flavor that if i like pineapple and pizza then yeah i also like it in pasta mm, we'll see we'll see what are you gonna we'll whip see. me up some vegan pasta with pineapple i will gladly what about eat it. what about pineapple in your cereal that's fine. I put fruit on my cereal. Yeah, that's that's true. What about pineapple? I'm just, what's the weirdest thing? What's the weirdest thing you've ever put pineapple on? Um, I don't know. Well, the thing about pineapple is that it's very I rarely buy pineapple because it's a lot of work to cut a pineapple. So it's not like I do regularly put it on everything. It's just that I can't think of anything that I wouldn't eat pineapple on. It's just so sweet. There's got to be something that doesn't go with. It's kind of sour too. Pineapple? Yeah, it bites you back. Well, it's yeah. I mean, it's, it's like so sweet that it's like biting. No, that's not the sweetness. It's because it's acidic. It's really acidic. Well, yeah, but the, it's like it's not. I wouldn't say it's sour, right? Uh, yeah, maybe sour is the wrong word, but you know, like you bite into it and it bites you back. I'm not. For me, it's just like this is overwhelmingly sweet. Hmm. I feel like the juice of it is really sweet, but pineapple flesh is not. It's not the it's, yeah, the flesh, thing. the flesh is just like, wow, it's delicious. Because the flesh is just the the carrier. It's it's the bread of the pizza. <laughs> yeah, which is great. That's a very flattering comparison. Uh, but it's just it's not like a good bread. It's not like a great crust. It's just like a generic. I've had pineapple sushi. I thought about saying sushi, but then I was like, nah, that, I think you could make that work. Yeah, you definitely can. Yeah. <laughs> well, pineapple generally is like not uncommon in Asian food. Like it's there's like pineapple curries and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Listen, you can noodle on this for a while and come back to me. But pineapple with your eggs. I don't eat eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember, the claim is there's nothing that it I also wouldn't, wouldn't be that bad. What it wouldn't be bad? It yeah. wouldn't be bad anyway. I, I mean, that's the thing is that like breakfast food generally goes with fruit fairly well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and again, the claim is there's nothing that I wouldn't eat with pineapple on it. And if it's something that I don't eat anyway. <laughs> You just, if you found something that you didn't like with pineapple, you just wouldn't eat it anymore. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm saying you can't say, like, would you eat, like, a block of cheddar with pineapple on it? Because it's like, well, I wouldn't, I probably would be improved by pineapple, but I don't know. (laughs) Never had a block of cheddar with pineapple. Um, But you have had a block of cheddar. I've eaten cheddar cheese in my life. Okay, I feel like we found a loophole here. I think cheese and pineapple would be fine. I just hate cheese. Yeah. If anything, it would distract me from the cheese flavor. So it would be improved. What about popcorn? Pineapple and popcorn. Hmm. I love popcorn. I feel like the problem with that is just kind of like, how would you combine those two? You just plop some pineapple in the popcorn. Well, eating pineapple. (laughs) Every once in a while, you just get a slimy. That's like a logistical <laughs> nightmare, but if there was a way... It would be terrible, <laughs> because you'd get the popcorn all slimy. Maybe maybe some pineapple juice drizzled on the popcorn. Now, that would probably just make it soggy. It, okay, yes, but I do drizzle olive oil on my popcorn, because I can't eat mm-hmm. buttered popcorn. Um, And, like, that's good. So, maybe, like, if there was, like, a pineapple-flavored olive oil, which I'm sure exists... <laughs> All right. Is this good podcasting? Do people That's like this? That's what we have. That's look. The <laughs> podcast ended uh, five minutes ago. If you're still here, um, then you've uh, you, you, this. You 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 are a voyeur. You are like uh, you've <laughs> stayed around after the recording stopped. This is what Taryn and I talk about. It's very illicit. It's really secret. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, I, I, I hope you uh, didn't miss us too much. I know everyone was clamoring for the American Ninja Warrior coverage. Okay, you just. Um, I got like four tweets in one day, one time. I mean, that's that's four. That's four people. I mean, that's that's all of them. Yeah, that's everyone. Uh, they they organized. They <laughs> they started a letter writing campaign. Started a campaign. Honestly, maybe there would be more, except that I went private again a couple weeks ago. So I'm sure there's tons of messages for me that i just can't see mm, yes that uh, they got a whole two other people that uh, that it, it also tried yeah um but thank you for joining us you can find me on twitter at armstrong taren if you want to uh, you know raise a, a campaign toward me um which you might have done but got buried in the big brother stuff uh oh, too popular and, yeah uh and then um you can uh lita what, what are you up to where, where can people find you um, you can find me on Twitter at Lita Tweeted. Um, I am private, but I will accept you. <laughs> I'm private because my fellowship asked for my Twitter handle and I was like, hell no. But then I thought they might go searching for it. Um, so you can find me there. You can find me on Instagram at Lita Grand. Um, and you can follow my dog on Instagram, Sassy Cassie PGH. Um, that's Sassy C-A-S-S-I-E PGH. Um, she's really adorable. Um, and big fan of the honeycomb big fan of honeycomb it makes her go crazy barking apparently um and i was on a panel uh that i don't i think it will be up on 
somebody's YouTube channel at some point. It was definitely <laughs> recorded, um, but I'll tweet it when when that happens. But I was on a panel um, about uh, gender and reality TV with uh, some other RHAP ladies, uh, Melissa, Liana, Chantel, and Mari. Um, and that was a text banking event uh, for a feminist organization called Supermajority. Um, so that was a really interesting panel. Um, and uh, vote. Go uh, find out how to vote uh, in your state. Contact me if you need to. Uh, if you don't know how to vote, uh, I will connect you with somebody who can tell you in your state. Um, donate to local bail funds. Uh, donate to the Trans Women of Color Collective. It's in my bio on Twitter. And Black Lives Matter. There you go. Uh, well, thank you guys again for joining us uh, for this half of the season. Um, we'll see you later. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? American